Seek ye first. The loss of all things, giving up the world. We are called to much higher things than the ambitions of this world. The life of the truth comes at a cost. We must weigh the value of what we are being asked to give up against what we are going to gain. If all we do is think about the present life, our pilgrimage might be over in short order as we head back to the world. As Hebrews 11 says, These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. If we keep thinking about what we have left behind, perhaps we too will seek an opportunity to return to it. However, if we keep the vision of faith firmly in our minds and desire a better country, our God will prepare for us a city. There are probably times when all of us miss the leeks and garlics, just like Israel in the wilderness. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes, as Numbers 11 says. If we let the fleshly mind get a grip on us, we can become unthankful of the miracles right in front of us, because we think back to the leeks and the garlic. We forget the servitude we were under and the hopelessness of our situation. Our God has wrought great deliverance, and we need to remember we are strangers and exiles in this present world. Moses, while sitting in Pharaoh's court, had his whole life ahead of him and all the good of Egypt at his disposal, yet he placed a greater value on the promises to Abraham. As Hebrews 11 goes on to say, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses gave up the prestige and luxury of Egypt, a world we could never even imagine, let alone be heirs to. He chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. He shared in the persecution rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Had Moses remained, it would have been a short-lived gratification of his flesh. He had to weigh up his options, and he esteemed the reproach of Christ's greater riches. The word esteemed comes from a word rooted in the meaning of being impelled or influenced by something. The idea is that after weighing up the options, he was influenced by the reproach of Christ more than he was of the treasures of Egypt. He did not glory in the reproach, but rather had respect for the reward. He looked attentively upon this with a steadfast mental gaze. This is what we must do. 
What each of us must refuse in this world is different, but the reward to be grasped remains the same. Each of us should choose what we are going to give up. The Apostle Paul had a promising career in the Sanhedrin. He was a Roman citizen and had an education second to none, which he received at the feet of Gamaliel. It was well known that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee, as Paul says in Acts 26, and that he was of great pedigree, a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. He was in a position of great authority at an early age, he was commissioned by the high priest, and he had the top credentials of any in his day and age. As Philippians 3 explains, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he have, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more, circumcised the eighth day, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the ecclesia, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Yet all this achievement came to mean nothing to him, and he gave it all up. As Paul continues, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. These things the society of Paul's day counted as gain, the Greek means advantage, or viewed as providing advantage in this life, and he now counts as loss, or something that causes injury or damage. It is a totally different perspective. He had the advantage of this world, and he gave it up, valuing it as refuse. His goal was to win Christ by acquiring his favour. He went from looking for the world's approval to looking for Christ's approval. He also recognised that it was not through his own righteousness or strength that he would be approved, but by the righteousness which is of God by faith.